Good morning, Real Estate Daily. This is your real estate guru. And wow, I am so excited today about our show tomorrow for members only. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you can have access to the members only show that is tomorrow. So hit the subscribe button and you will be set for the members only show tomorrow. Well, we are going to take a deep dive into the market, market conditions, and conversion. So you won't want to miss that. Also, I'd love it if you would hit the like button. That helps me a lot. I'd love to hear from you. And of course, all your comments. Love your comments. I want to hear from you on what's helping you this year. Because we are on day four of our 10-day challenge of getting you listings in the first 10 days, as well as a, a buyer lead to have an offer accepted out there. We were talking about how to get acceptance yesterday. And there, there, well, there are so many tools for it. It's incredible. But our topic for today is overcoming listing objections. Because we are in the middle of our 10-day challenge. And I want to make sure we hit this, that overcoming listing objections, because you're starting to get those objections, you're getting a hold of people. And how do you overcome a listing objection? I would like to hear from you in the chat. What is the hardest objection that you're hearing coming from a homeowner? Let me know, and I will get back to everyone who posts. What is your most difficult objection that you're having, you're just struggling to overcome to get in front? Because here's what we know on the phone or on email, on text, you're not going to officially convert anybody into selling their home. You've got to get in front of the person. This is a relationship business. This is a business where we have to understand the motive of people and you have to be in front of them for this particular business. It's incredibly important. Don't, don't give away the whole information that you have on the phone. Don't negotiate your commission on the phone. That is a huge mistake that, that young agents often make is they start negotiating their commission. They say, well, will you lower your commission? And they lower the commission to X. And as soon as they get to the house, if they're even invited, it will be X minus something else. And it'll be down, 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 down. There is no need to negotiate your commission down when you're the one bringing the goodie to the table. You're the professional. Now, overcoming standard objections, as I've heard from many people and over the years in coaching and even, and still current today is number one objection always is, I'm going to wait till spring. I'm going to wait till summer. I'm waiting till after the holidays. I'm waiting. It, it, the, the waiting game is a circle. It always continues in a massive circle around the calendar. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting until retirement. I'm waiting until my kids are out of school. I'm, I'm waiting until I'm happy. Whatever it's going to be, that is typically the big objection that's out there is I'm waiting for the next event in life to actually happen. 
Well, you can overcome this objection in lots of ways. This is not something that's going to stick you and stop your progress towards setting an appointment. You can do it by, well, if I brought you a full price offer today, what would you do with the money? Because this is an upsetter to the conversation. That is one objection handler that you can throw at them by saying, if I brought you a full price offer today, what would you do with the money? Because we know it's not the money. It's never the money. It's what they're going to do with the money. This helps you dig below the surface and helps you get into motivation as to what's going on. It also highlights another piece, and that is, are they actually willing to sell today? Because you can dig back on that and say, well, I would you know, take the vacation of a lifetime and go down and, and, and downsize my home to a much smaller home and, and move wh wherever it's going to be. Well, then you can start talking timelines and dig into that conversation. If you can't dig into the conversation, you're not going to overcome objections. You've got to dig into the conversation to get motivation. Focus on motivation. You have to find the motivation, what's going on with that person's life and family. What is happening? They're not, if you call and say, Can I sell your home? The I'll guarantee you, the answer is going to be no. It's always no. And at the end of the day, you might sell the home. Just because they start off with no doesn't mean it's it's actually no, you're never going to. It's no at the moment in a conversation. Pardon me while I sip my coffee this morning. I hope you're having a wonderful cup of coffee this morning. By the way, out here in the in on the west side of the gorge, our snow is gone, but only just a few miles from me. They have a part of the gorge closed down. They are they are getting it reopened and lots of snow. Wow, the snow just dumped. It's incredible how much snow we're, we're getting this at, or is early winter time. So Overcoming objections. This is where people get stuck. They get stuck on setting the appointment. They get stuck on moving it forward because the person says, I'm going to wait till spring when there's a hotter market. And another easy overcomer to this is simply saying, you know what has me worried about that? And of course, they're going to say, no, I, I don't know what has you worried about this. Well, we're in the hottest market we've had in over 30 years. And right now, we have less competition because there's not many homes on the market. You Putting your home on the market now, you can take advantage of lower competition and command a better price for your home. If you wait till spring... There, or summer, there's going to be lots of competition. So are you willing to take less for your home? Now, we know what this does. You are messing with the emotional response of somebody. So you've got to be ready for that. When you start messing with the emotional response of somebody, 
They're, they may snap back at you, particularly on a question like that, and say, no, I'm not taking less from my home. What are you talking about? You can even lead with that. You know what has me concerned right now? And they're going to say, no, they don't know what has you concerned. Are you willing to take less for your home? And then lead into the conversation of less competition now. There's going to be more competition later. They can take advantage of the market right now, this moment. So let's get together tomorrow at 2 or 4 p.m. What will it be 2 or 4 p.m.? Always moving to the close. The close is setting the appointment. If they say the objection is that they would like to, well, are you willing to lower your commission? Well, that's a wonderful, always honor the question. It's a wonderful question. You're either responding to the question or honoring the question in another way. By repeating the question, often it can be very honorable. That's a wonderful question. And we will discuss commissions when I get there tomorrow at 2 or 4 p.m. What will it be? Now, you've given them an answer. It may not be the answer they want. But you've given them an answer and they're unlikely to hit you with it again. At least until you get at the house. Now, often I'll tell you this. I'll go to a home and they don't come back at me with the question again, even at that point, even though they initially brought it up. Because I'm going to be busy talking to them about all the features and benefits that I, as a professional, bring to the table. Once you get in the home, it's all about features and benefits that you're bringing to the table that they are not able to bring to the table because of your ability to market this home substantially better than their ability. Number one ability, by the way, is that their reach, most people's reach is tiny. Oh, they put it on Craigslist or they put it out there on Zillow, something like this. But their reach to the market is tiny. They don't have access to the multi-listing service like you do. They don't have access usually to other professional networks and organizations that can expand the market substantially. So your market is huge, theirs is small. Of course, your ability to command a price for a listing is going to be much, much, much larger. I met with somebody, it was last year, and they said, well, I want to sell to somebody in my neighborhood. I, I love my neighborhood, and I want to honor my neighborhood, and I want to sell to somebody in my neighborhood. And I, boy, that's a, that's, a, that's a tough one. You want to sell to somebody in your neighborhood. Tell me about that. So they told me about, you know, how they, they love their, their, their neighbors. Oh, are you, you think your neighbors are going to? Oh, no, my neighbors aren't. Well, what does it mean, someone in your neighborhood? Is this someone's kid that's going to buy your home? Well, what? Is, so we started digging into their into their motives of what's going on, and they just wanted to be honorable. It was just some ended up. It was just something to say. At the end of the day, they wanted as much money for their home as they possibly could because they were planning to move to Florida, and they wanted to exit here. They were 
headed towards an early retirement and move to Florida, buy a place and, and pocket the rest of the money in, into some kind of a savings plan. That's wonderful. But that took some time in uncovering what's going on. So when someone says something like, I want to sell to somebody in my neighborhood, you really don't know what that means until you have a conversation. You ask them to tell you about it. What does that really mean? So you want to sell to somebody in your neighborhood, do they have to live on this street already? What does it mean in this neighborhood? Are you looking for just a good fit? Someone that wants to go to the same schools? Well, that could be somebody coming from anywhere, any walk of life that may want your area. And by the way, we know as professionals, ultimately at the end of the day, what do they care who buys it? It shouldn't matter as long as the people come in and can afford it and can close the deal. Because people don't, once they're gone, they don't look back. They're in a new environment. They've got their home somewhere else. They have moved on. It's only an objection that is very surface at the time. These objections are so surface. But if you can't have that conversation, you can't dig below the surface. You have to be able to dig below the surface. And it's all about motivation. I, I hate to keep hitting this hard, but it is. It's about understanding the person and their motivation. And it's the motivation of all the owners in the home. I don't care what gender. All the owners of the home as well as any children they have invited to be with them for this negotiation discussion. Pay close attention to everyone in the room or anyone that they are mentioning that, well, Johnny wants to finish school here in this district. And, you know, their son, Johnny, or, or their, their daughter, Mary, or whoever it is. You have to pay close attention to this. Now, these can be distractors to selling someone's home. Because often a child, once in a district, can stay there often. There can be negotiation with, with the school, depending on how far away they're planning to move, of course. Or are there other family that can support the child for finishing up in that area while they capture the price of a great market and you can move it forward? Or you can do a rent back for a small period of time. Like FHA loans, you don't have to take possession for 60 days. <coughs> you do have to take it after 60 days. But if, it's, if you're dealing with a short period of time, just finishing the bottom end of a school year, you may be able to take advantage of a marketing approach and do a rent back for them stay in that same home while they got the price they wanted to, and then they have the money to go close the deal in Florida or wherever it is that they happen to be going. This can greatly empower your seller. You need to sit down and explain this. So when you're on the phone with them and setting the appointment and they throw out the objection, I'm going to wait until spring because the weather is bad. You can overcome this objection 
quite easily as well, because this is not such a common objection, by the way. The weather is bad. But you do hear it now, you know, I have an A-crew carpet. I don't want people walking through my home. No problem. We have carpet lays to protect your special A-crew carpet. So you're not getting the, the mud tramp through your home. We will only do specialized times so we can set your home up for protection. It, that is not such a common objection, though, weather-related things. We are out of the holidays now. It is January 4th. We are marching so fast towards the hottest season of the year for real estate, and that is the opening of the markets in spring. But right now, your overcomers are easy. And that's, let's take advantage of a market where there isn't heavy competition for your home, for, for uh, against your home. There isn't heavy competition against your home. That's the, that's the phrase. That's the phraseology. That's the concept that you want to be using when setting the appointment. Spring is a wonderful time. Are you willing to take less for your home because of heavy competition against your home? And the answer is, no, I'm not willing to take less. Well, let's get together at 2 or 4 o'clock tomorrow, and we will discuss the market trends and what's going on right now and the limited competition you would have to and ability you would have to command a larger price for your home. <laughs>